heavy hearts this morning as we reflect back on, on 10 years ago. Many parts of the country, you probably know this, but I'll say it anyway, uh, it's, it's just sort of an afterthought, um, just sort of a mark on the calendar. I noticed in my, my Facebook status, a friend of mine that I went to high school with, living in another part of the country, I think it was on Friday, put in our status update was, uh, oh, I didn't realize 9-11's on Sunday. And I just thought, you don't live around here. <laughs> because uh, I have not, I, I, I'm going to try not to exaggerate, I have had very few conversations in the last week. And, I, and I'm fortunate that I get to see a lot of folks throughout the week. Um, but I've had very few conversations where it didn't come up. Thing comments like, I don't know how I'm going to feel. Of course, always share with each other where we were, what was going on, as Chris talked about, and um, so forth. I'm grateful for the opportunity to address such things. Chris Trethaway, who you heard from earlier, um, our new uh, lead pastor. More about that next week. This isn't the day to talk about that, but I'm... Um, um, I'm appreciative of being having the opportunity to talk about this, and he asked me if I would do that. And I'm not going to talk long, um, but all of us, all of us from this part of the country, if we were on the East Coast at all, uh, can remember where we were, what we were doing. In my case, I was in D.C., actually just uh, just a couple miles from the Pentagon uh, when the plane came over where I was. It was the first uh, my first assignment in this new position I had taken since moving from Colorado the day before. Um, and um, it was uh, the International Fellowship. We were, uh, I was, my first assignment was to be a part of an ambassador's prayer breakfast that morning. And the uh, plane hit the Pentagon came right over us. The guys outside saw it, and we could hear it, but then they could also hear the impact and so forth. And it's kind of interesting because we knew we had to leave. Everybody knew we had to get, get the heck out. And uh, one of the guys at our, at our uh, breakfast was uh, Ed Meese, former Attorney General of the United States. And uh, he said, guys, let me, just, let, me just, uh, let me just pray for us before we leave. And he prayed for us, and we all got in our cars and got in the traffic. And fortunately, because I was in Arlington, unlike D.C., I didn't have to navigate like many of you did, bridges and, and so forth. So uh, we were able to, but they did have everything blocked off and for us. I ended up in West Virginia before I could get back to our home, which was just outside of Arlington. But we all have those stories. Some are much more um, dramatic than mine, and we saw some of those, some of, the, some of those stories that you saw, and some that you haven't seen, that, that I've been having the good fortune of, of, of hearing and seeing over the years, are, are just amazing. So the remarks I make today um, uh, aren't intended to be overly simplistic, um, I mean, we're seeking to honor the memory of those that we have lost, friends and friends of friends and so forth. We want to hold up the first responders who, in some cases, gave the ultimate sacrifice or at the very least gave the peace of themselves in the service to others. One of the guys you saw in the video, John, good friend, very good friend, for the last almost six years, he and I get together every 9-11 Hope this doesn't offend anybody. We smoke a cigar and we just talk. And I've heard his story over and over six times. I never get tired of it. Every year he adds a new detail that he forgot to add. Just to try to get through the day. Talked last night. He said, I'll be glad for the 12th. I said, it's coming. 
coming. You know, most, and, and he gave. He left a piece of himself there as well. Most importantly, though, in the few moments that I have, I, I just want to address where was God in all this, and, 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 and how can he help me, even now, 10 years later, um, in some cases, of still wrestling with some of the demons that some of us kind of have hanging on, and so forth. And I've centered my remarks around three questions, basically. Um, and, and I'm going to try to be very brief in all these things, but, and I don't want to be trite. Or, you know, if you know me very well at all, you know I may be trite, but I, I don't want to be trite when, when dealing with issues like this because they're just too important. Let me be authentic and honest. But, but three questions. First question is, how can this happen? How in the heck can this happen? And, and, and the quick answer really is, and really the only answer, is God created a perfect world. Who screwed it up? I did. And you did. Guess who changed it? The fall of mankind. The fall of human beings. I don't care whether you believe in a literal Adam and Eve or some other kind of an Adam and Eve. What I do care that you believe in and you understand is that there was a perfect world and God uh, and mankind screwed it up. And, and let, me, let me read to you a verse from Romans chapter 5. When Adam sinned, sin entered the world. Adam's sin brought death. So death spread to everyone for everyone sinned. It's called original sin. And the fall of mankind opened up the door to sin and brokenness and heartache and evil and bigotry and hatred and war and war upon war and people killing each other in the name of religion in some cases or in the name of something else. The, 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 when, when man sinned and opened up that whole Pandora's box, so to speak, evil continues to spread. And we were all a part of that. So how can it happen? That was never God's intent. That was never God's intent. But he did give us this thing called a free will. And we used it. And we chose evil. All of us. So that's how it happens. Second question that I want to ask and try to answer, is there an upside in this tragedy? Is there an upside there to this? Um, and I think we all know that it's not a matter of, of if, but it's a matter of when we all will undergo tragedy and catastrophe in our lives. And it may, God forbid, it may not always be like 9-11 where it affects so many people. But, but without, without being irreverent toward that, there are things that have happened in all of our lives or that may happen in our lives that for that individual or maybe for that family, it might be like a 9-11 type of traumatic impact to that person. Again, not with the wide-ranging impact that a 9-11 literally has in terms of how many people that, 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 it, that they're affected by it. So um, is there any way that I can benefit in any way from stuff like that, any, anything at all, any little morsel that you can give me in this whole thing? Well, let me, let me show you what the Bible says because it's important to kind of just get there. Let me show you what Romans chapter 5 says. He says, therefore, now keep in mind, Romans 5, the, the Apostle Paul here is writing to people who are followers of Christ. You may not be there yet. You may, you may be in process. You may be there and have been there for a long time. You may be still thinking about it. 
wherever you are. It's good to, good to read, and we're glad you're here. Just take a look at it. Therefore, since we have been made right, people of faith, in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we are now, where we now stand, and we confidently and joyfully look forward to the sharing of God's glory. So God's brought us into this. So what? What's the therefore? Verse 3, we can rejoice too. Here we go. When we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character. And character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. Watch this. And this hope will not lead to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. Hope does not lead to disappointment. So what he's telling us is as we become, as we are people of faith and our faith strengthens, excuse me, strengthens and it develops. And we become stronger in our faith. When we run into problems, we know that that God's going to develop this thing called endurance in us, and that's going to develop character, and that's going to strengthen our confidence of, of, of God working in our lives, and that will not lead to disappointment. Caution. And I want to be careful that I say this and say this very clearly. Let's be careful with that will not lead to disappointment. Because what can happen sometimes is somebody comes away from that and says, oh, that means when I trust Christ, I won't experience disappointment. Eh, wrong answer. We know better. We know that's not true. I've been a follower of Christ for a long time. More than some of you have been alive, unfortunately. And, and uh, I've been disappointed. And I've lived with it. I probably will be again. So what is this verse talking about? This verse ta- is talking about that, that there will ultimately not be disappointment. He doesn't say how and when. Let me show you a quote from, from um, Dr. King that really, I think, makes this very clear for me, at least. I, I think it will help you, too. Dr. Martin Luther King said this, We must accept finite disappointment. We must accept finite disappointment, but never lose infinite hope. There's going to be disappointment in this life in a finite kind of way. But what he's saying is, which I think is a reflection of what, he, what, what Romans 5, 5 is saying, that never lose infinite hope. May not see it in this world, may not see it in this lifetime. That doesn't mean that it won't come. By the way, you want a good description of hope? I love this description of hope. Emily, um, Emily uh, Dickinson, writer, uh, poet, uh, mid mid nineteen excuse me, mid eighteen sixties or mid eighteen really mid eighteen hundreds, not just the sixties. Um, uh, Emily Dickinson, she said this: "Hope is the thing with feathers that perches in the soul and sings the tunes without the words and never stops at all." I love that. Just such a great description. Hope is the thing with feathers that perches in the soul and sings the tunes without the words and never stops at all. That's hope. I believe that kind of hope can only be there through an understanding of Christ working in my life, even when I don't understand it at times. So, how does stuff like this happen? 
because we live in a very broken, evil world. We brought it on ourselves. It never was God's intent. Is there an upside in this tragedy? There can be. We may not always see it. Clearly. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we don't. Third, third question that I want to ask. How can I get closure? How can I get closure? I hear that a lot. I've heard that a lot in the last eight years or so. How can I get closure? Somebody told me one time recently they, got, they started getting some closure when, when bin Laden was killed, and then that didn't last very long, and, and, and we talked about that a lot. Um, listen, I learned many, many years ago from my first church where I was a pastor and, and a young guy, 28, uh, a guy that I had set the highest regard for, the highest regard for. He was on our board and just one of those guys that just, just, just the real deal, just authentic in his faith, authentic as a guy, and he, he had cancer. About my age at the time, in the 60s. And it just was real hard for, for him and for me, and I said to him one time, I said, how, how are you doing with this? He said, well, you know, it's real easy. Never forget this. It's real easy to trust God with the things you understand. It's very difficult to trust God with the things you don't understand. And that's what we're talking about here. Trusting God doesn't mean we're always going to understand it. That's what we talk about. How do you get closure? Well, I mean, you work for it, but it still comes back to trust. And one of the ways that happens, and just some thoughts here, that's why we need to go deeper in our faith. That's why we need people around us who can kind of help us process. They may not have the answers, but sit down and talk about it. It's one of the reasons that we're restarting. This is going to sound out of place, but it's really not. Um, we're starting this week, uh, again, our, 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 all of our spiritual formations things. We have, we're starting a new thing on Wednesday night with the men. You can read all about us on the website. We'll tell you more details next week. Men's thing on Wednesday night. Uh, we have the Thursday morning ladies' groups, and we have the Thursday night groups that's for, for everybody. And then we have um, the thing at 1015 going on right now in, the, in a classroom back there somewhere. And you say, are you using 9-11 to promote some of these things? You know what? I really believe in this stuff. I really believe in it. And I've seen those things and, and people, what people learn and the relationships that come out of that. I've seen it help people. So, yeah, I, I would, wouldn't use a 9-11 thing just to unabashedly plug something of the church. But when I see people benefiting, and I see people, people struggling with stuff, and there are other people who can say, hey, let's get together and chat about this. I'm all in, baby. I'm all in on that. And, 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 and all of us need that. And you need to think through that, be a part of that, as much as you can. But how do I get closure? I still haven't answered that question, have I? I've, I've given you some processes and some, some other things to think about. There have been a couple of things in my life, I'll tell you this, that I went through and it was just, it was just hell, okay? And over a period of time, I saw God do some things, and I'm like, oh, now I get it. I can see clearly. I got it. I got closure. Those are wonderful blessings from God. That doesn't always happen. (laughs) I'm sorry. It just doesn't always happen. And there are some things I'm still waiting for closure. There are some of my friends... At some level, I'm one of them. 
and you look at 9-11, I'm still looking for some closure in some other areas. You want to tell, let, me, let me tell you something. We may not get closure in this life. And it's a little trite to think we always will to all of life's issues and all of life's tragedies and, 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 and catastrophes. We may not always get closure here. That's why we have to trust God. That's why we have to come to grips with the fact that there is a God in heaven. And he sent his son Jesus to come and live and suffer and die and be raised from the dead. And that at some point in my life, I need to deal with the fact, Lord, you know what? I, I'm going to trust you right now, right here. Maybe you've done that. Maybe you're thinking about that. Maybe you're in process. But you come to that point where you say, I'm going to trust you, Jesus. And we have that relationship, that connection with our Creator, with our God. And, 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 and in the process, things happen. And we pray and we say, God, I got a question and I got this going on. And, and, and here's the whole issue with that. We trust Him. We trust Him because He loves us more than anything we can fathom on the face of the earth. And that's how we leave it. Might we get closure? We might. Will we always get closure? We always will. But it may not be in this lifetime. And you know what? That's when we, that's where, I mean, you just can't get away from trusting an almighty God who loves you and me more than we can possibly imagine. May God give us the ability strength inwardly to trust him in all things. I pray that in my own life as well as yours. Let's pray together. Lord God, we are humbled by the love and the grace that you have for each of us. God, we, we, we pray for the day. We pray for our friends, our friends of friends. We pray for ourselves. Help us, God, to... to trust you more, to trust you deeper, particularly when, we, when we're looking for the kind of closure that just doesn't seem to come. And we pray that, and we thank you for that, and for your love for all of us. In Jesus' name, amen.